Hey, hey, everybody. It is me, Stephen Fratello, and you're listening to the Chronically Creative Podcast, where we talk about creative ways we learn to deal with our chronic illness. And this is episode something. (laughs) I haven't been keeping track like I should have, but um, I was listening to some episodes and I realized that... um, a few episodes back, I talked about um, talking about uh, finding a doctor and how to tell if your therapist and or healthcare provider is a psychopath. And we never really got into that. But um, so I wanted to just pop on here and, and talk about healthcare providers and how to know you're getting the proper care or just talk about the, the treatment that people who are chronically ill often receive. First, a disclaimer. Uh, I just want to say that I am not here to beat up the healthcare profession. I'm not here. This is an anti-doctor, anti-healthcare, um, anti-therapy uh, rant. Uh, I respect healthcare workers that are actually in it because they're compassionate, caring individuals who want to help people. And I believe that there are <clears throat> a lot of people out there who go into this, um, into healthcare to help people. And f- those people I applaud. Um, we are talking about people who are the opposite, people who are who don't belong in the healthcare field, who do things that are hurtful to patients and uh, clients and things like that. So just want to get that out of the way so nobody gets offended or thinks that I'm bashing the healthcare people. Okay. So, um, yes, as a person with a chronic illness, you're often going to be... um, seeing, you're going to see a lot of doctors and you may be seeing a therapist. Um, and how do we know that these people are, have our best interest at heart and how, how do we know that these people are reputable or, you know, qualified? And the first thing I would say is you want to get a feel for the person. It's almost like dating, which, um, you should never do with your doctor or therapist. We'll get into that later. But um, it's an analogy that people use, but we shouldn't use it because dating your therapist or doctor is like the worst thing to do. But um, you, you want to just get that feel for, is this person, um, you know, are they receptive to me? Are they listening to me? Are they, do they seem kind and compassionate? Um <clears throat> How's their bedside manner, uh, etc. And uh, secondly, you want to see uh, what what type of um, fees do they uh, charge? Um, there are doctors and and therapists and you know people who go into this industry just to get rich and make money off of people. They don't care about you or your health. They just care about 
money. And that's unfortunate and sad. We have to look out for these people because they're often not good, very good doctors. Uh, having that said, some people may find doctors who have bad, you know, poor bedside manner, uh, or they're money hungry doctors, but they found that they give them the right medication and the right treatment and the right advice. And so they make a trade off, you know, they, they see the doctor, um, even though the doctor is not really a good person really. Um, but they're giving them good medical advice and they're helping them with their issue for a large fee, of course. So um, I tend to avoid doctors who want tons of money for things. Um, And here's a little like sidebar or a long sidebar is that there's a subcategory, I guess, of the healthcare industry that a lot of people with chronic illnesses tap into it's things like the natural healthcare and the holistic healthcare, things that are not governed by um, the healthcare industry. So these people can say they are whatever. I mean, you have to have a degree in, you know, naturopath, naturopath or holistic medicine, but, you know, you could say you're whoever. I mean, there's energy healing, Reiki healing, things like that, acupuncture. Acupuncture, you do need a certain training you know, to be an acupuncturist, but these people are not monitored. So you have to watch what they're telling you as what, who they are. I mean, they could say they they could say anything. Uh, I mean, one lady was like a gypsy crystal healer who, you know, called herself Madam somebody from, you know, and she used crystals from the Middle East to send energy through space to heal people. And I'm like, really? And she wanted like $150 to do this. So you have to watch out for people, you know, and I know some of you may believe in, in this, you know, alternative practices and that's up to you to decide. I'm not gonna, you know, make fun of, or, um, you know, tell you whether you're right or wrong. I'm just saying, be mindful of what these people are charging and, and what background they have, you know, don't just go to anybody. At times you can get desperate when you're sick. I know. And you'll go to anybody who holds out the promise of helping you, but you have to really, really be um, a little discerning uh, in that area. So be careful with um, natural health practitioners. They can really be scam artists in there. I've really gotten, screwed by, you know, chiropractors and stuff like that, who offered to, uh, heal me with laser therapy and all this crap that I paid a thousand dollars for and went into debt and, um, ended up in the emergency room because they said they were going to cure me of food allergies. And I ended up eating something I was allergic to because I thought I was cured like an idiot, you know, not that, you know, I don't blame myself, but you know, this doctor really believed he could cure people. And so I ate under his advice, something that I shouldn't have. And then ended up in the emergency room. So again, grounds for a major lawsuit right there. And so we want to be careful about who we're trusting with our health and how much we're paying them to give us advice. Um, 
what else? Oh, yes. So moving on to the whole, uh, you, you don't want to date your therapist. You don't want to date your doctor. Crossing lines, blurring things, it's unethical. Um, if doctors flirt with you, make sexual comments, make uh, advances towards you, big, big red flag. Not a good idea. You also, uh, your doctor is not your friend, even though you can be friendly with them. It's the only really relationship where you are um, in a one-way, it's a one-way street where their problems aren't really of your concern. They're there to help you with your issues. They're essentially hired by you. They're being paid by your insurance to help you out with your medical issues. And they, in a way, work for you. So, you know, um, you should always be respectful to your doctors. You should always be friendly and kind. However, what's going on in their life is not your problem. Um, they have to help you with your issues. So just to remember that, uh, doctors should never use any sort of excuse to slack off or, you know, be neglectful or not care or, you know, drop the ball constantly with you. Um, they work for you. They're supposed to be doing their job and, um, that's it. Um, and what else am I, you know, about, about pricing. I wanted to mention one more thing about pricing. There is, um, again, a subset, you know, um, of spirituality that comes from, uh, like almost thera therapeutic spirituality where people go to spiritual direction. And it's basically sitting with a partner, someone who's trained, they go, you know, they get a certificate in spiritual direction and you basically sit with them and you listen to the voice of the spirit, um, where God might be leading you, where if God's calling you to be a doctor or calling you to go into ministry or calling you maybe to be a mother or, um, calling you to marry somebody specifically or calling you to whatever. And basically you just sit with the person. It's a lot of contemplative prayer, a lot of listening to God and that, that, um, that's something that I think is a calling and, I'm not saying that you shouldn't, people shouldn't charge for it. I'm just, I personally believe that it's a calling and you should offer that service free of charge or at a very nominal fee because it's something you're doing in service to the community in your church or in your whatever. And um, you're basically charging people to pray with them and to, um, and to listen to them compassionately and offer, you know, advice. And I just don't think that, you know, it's appropriate. There's a number of opinions out there that disagree with me, but, you know, um, I don't think it's appropriate to charge somebody $200 to do that. And there are people who do that. So if you are a spiritual director and you're charging people $200, 
I think that's kind of disgraceful. That's my strong opinion. I don't think I'm going to change on that one. Um, But some people, in fact, I'm not going to mention her name, but she's written a book on spiritual direction and um, she's quite well known, really um, charges a lot of money. I mean, offers a sliding scale too for people who can't afford it, but she really believes that you should be making a living off of spiritual direction. And I don't think that's true. I think that spiritual direction is a calling. You should do it for free or at a nominal fee in your spare time. There's no way, uh, spiritual direction was never intended for people to make a living doing it. It was something that was developed so people could in the Christian community hear the voice of God better. Um, and to cultivate a deeper, a deeper awareness of God's presence in your life and a deeper awareness of um, what God might be calling you to do. So to ask people to pay you $200 for that, I think, mm, go back and pray again, read the Bible again. You know, you might not be really hearing from God. You might want to check that one out. So, um that's all I'll say. Moving on. Um, so just summary, in summary, be careful of people who are asking for large sums of money. Check people out. With the internet today, we have the ability to look online and see what um, reviews people are getting, whether they're positive or negative. It's hard to always tell. Sometimes they're not fair. Sometimes they're biased. But, you know, chances are if you're if you read... 25 negative reviews on a doctor or person and two positive, I think it's safe to say you want to skip seeing that doctor or that practitioner. Um, and uh, the other, the one of the other issues is that does your doctor or therapist or whoever you see, do they, um, do they speak down to you? Do they call you derogatory names? The big word that we hear in the chronically ill community is fat. The F word is used way too much. People are constantly called fat. Um, uh, I would never see a doctor who uses that word. Um, that's not to say that a doctor can't tell a patient, oh, look, you're overweight. And, you know, that's something that we should try to you know, help you with, but, you know, to call someone fat, I think is really derogatory and inappropriate and, uh, insensitive, excuse me, insensitive. So, uh, you want to look out for things like that. Again, that would go back, I guess, guess towards bedside matter. Um, and God, there's so many things, uh, just, um, nobody's perfect. I mean, nobody's perfect. No one's going to be perfect. You can't expect your doctor to be perfect, but, um, what we want to do is make sure that the people we're seeing and paying and, you know, um, giving our, our time and our attention to, and, and our health to essentially are compassionate caring individuals who have our best interest in mind and um, 
who have no ulterior motives. I don't, I don't know if I went through this, but, um, you, your relationship with your doctor should not be, um, all about like your doctor should not try to be friends with you in terms of unloading all their personal baggage on you and talking about a lot of details in their personal life and asking you to kind of like be their support system. That's not, um, okay. I've seen therapists who basically wanted a friend and thought like, you know, okay, you tell me about your life and, uh, your problems. And then I'll tell you about mine and we'll try to solve them together. And while, you know, I felt sorry for this person because, you know, they seemed very lonely in their life and they seemed like they had some issues, a lot of issues themselves. That was really inappropriate. That's not how therapy works. And that's not, um, you're, it's never the patient's responsibility to solve the doctor's problems. Again, I saw another um, therapist who was in the closet, married to a woman, and tried to carry on a, a relationship with me and um, pursue a relationship with me that was, I don't really know what you call it, sometimes romantic or whatever. <laughs> um, and when I told him, you know, this is not appropriate, I'm cutting this, you know, I'm ending this, you know, therapeutic relationship and this whole situation, he basically became very um, angry and told me that he was going to um, report me for harassing him. And, you know, I said, I should be reporting you for, for, uh, for being, you know, to, to, you should lose your license basically. But, you know, um, I was in a very vulnerable time in my life. I had lost my grandmother and I was going through some situations with some friends. And so it was just a bad time in my life, but, you know, extremely inappropriate. And that, that person, I drive by the building often because I have to pass by it sometimes to go, you know, leave the, you know, where I go do errands and stuff. And he's no longer at that practice. So hopefully he's no longer practicing anywhere because he really needed um, a lot of help. So things like that, um, if you're being uh, harassed or if you if you feel like your therapist is trying to um, carry on a relationship with you or you, you're in a situation, please get out of that and, and report it. Um, if you can, I understand why people don't report things because sometimes you're not in the right frame of mind. Um, but at least if you can end, end the, end the situation and move on, uh, quietly and just try to get rid of it and get out of it because it's very unhealthy, very toxic, very inappropriate. And it's not your fault because a therapist should never be doing that to you. Even if you are the one who initiated it, um, a therapist should say, no, that's really not appropriate for, for us to be engaged that way and, uh, engaging that way. And, um, you know, you can, uh, date, previous doctors or therapists if you know if you're no longer seeing them and um there's been some time i think there's a certain number of months have to pass but you can you know if you happen to have found your oncologist or your whatever you know really sexy and you want to ask him out on a date because he was single 
<laughs> you could do that if they're no longer under you're no longer under their care. They're not your doctor anymore. And, you know, some time has passed. You can, you know, hit them up and say, hey, you know, I was wondering if you'd like to have dinner. But that's uh, another topic. But you, you should never date or sleep with or have any sort of relationship with your doctors that you're presently that are presently caring for you. Um, it's just not uh, ethical. They can lose their license and, um, and you can really end up um, just having a mess on your hands. So we don't want that. We want life to be as easy as possible for us, right? So, um, I think that just about covers it. I'm sure you guys have a lot to add, um, but um, that's probably enough for now. And, um, yeah, just be safe and be careful and uh, be on guard. Um, don't take abuse or neglect or mistreatment from office staff members, from nurses, from doctors. Uh, it's never okay. It should be reported. And um, also, you know, of course you want to be respectful and you want to be, sometimes we don't feel well and we go into doctor's offices and we don't want to, you don't feel like being the nicest, but it works both ways. Of course, you want to be respectful of everybody that you encounter, but uh, your doctor is responsible for being professional and compassionate and caring. So I hope you receive that kind of care because you deserve it. And if you're not receiving that kind of care, shop around and look for other doctors. I know life sometimes can feel like perpetually looking for a new doctor. Um, but if you have to do that to um, get the care you need, then do what you got to do. It's your health and it's essentially in your hands. So I wish you guys a lot of health and healing. And um, if you have anything to add, definitely hop on and email me or uh, leave a comment. Um, I'd like to hear what you guys, what your experiences have been and any advice that you may have. So, all right. Again, much healing, much love. And until next time. Take care.